1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: Welcome back to Total Information AM. I'm Megan Lynch. A new study out today takes a look inside the lives of trans individuals in the United States. To learn more, we welcome Mike White, Program Associate for the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation to KMOX. Good morning.
1: Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: So this was the U.S. Trans Survey for the National Center for Transgender Equality. Tell me a little bit about the individuals that were surveyed for this study.
1: Sure. So what's so exciting about this survey is that, and and it's called the United States Transgender Survey 2022. I know it's 2024, but there was a ton of data to go through, so we're just getting to the results now. But this survey was able to find folks in all 50 states and all U.S. territories working with over 400 partners and communities across the country to survey 90,000 folks as young as 16 about their experience being trans in America, which means their experience along the lines of healthcare, education, family life, school, employment, you name it.
2: I thought one of the interesting findings was family support. Because so often, and I I know a couple of individuals, that basically they've lost contact with their family because of the decision that they made to transition. So what did you hear from the respondents when it came to whether they have support from family or not?
1: I think what was so exciting about this survey is that it dispels a lot of the myths that trans people are shunned sort of en masse by their family. This survey found that not only do Close to 100% of trans people feel themselves extremely or very satisfied with their decision to seek gender-affirming care and to live their life as a trans person. But they're actually, their families are much more often than not supportive, and their communities are actually much more often than not supportive. So in a lot of ways, it dispels a lot of the laws that we're seeing passed all over the country right now.
2: What about trans individuals' experience in the community? What did you hear from them about how people respond to them?
1: Yeah, so there there are a lot of issues right now with trans people experiencing both interpersonal discrimination within their communities, but also just a lot of barriers within their community of things like accessing health care, things like even finding a public bathroom. Unfortunately, right now in Missouri, there is a bill um, going through the state house that would keep trans people from using public bathrooms that um, match their gender identity. So it's, it's not just interpersonal issues, unfortunately, but there are a lot of laws being passed right now all over the country that are just generally making trans people's lives more difficult. You mentioned the health care piece. Tell us more about that. Sure. So I think what's so important about this is that it really does show that close to 100%, 99% of 90,000 folks that responded, that's a huge number, said that they were either extremely or satisfied or satisfied with their decision to to seek gender-affirming care and to live their life as a trans person. I think that we so often see laws out there that, that assume that trans people and their families don't know what's best for themselves. We see laws saying, no, you're not allowed to transition. We see laws saying you aren't allowed to access this kind of health care, but trans people, the people that know themselves the best, because we all know ourselves the best, right? They are so happy with their decision at the end of the day, even if it does make their life in society sometimes more difficult.
2: I'm wondering if you broke it down by gender as far as how people are treated, maybe if they've transitioned to be a woman versus transitioned to be a man.
1: So that is that is going to be so right now we're unfortunately only Right now, we are only releasing the results for the sort of very early uh, layers of the data. One of the things that I'm so excited about with this data that I think is going to be really first of its kind is that we're going to understand the experience of trans folks in all 50 states and all territories in ways um, that we've never known before. We're going to understand experiences by race. So we're going to understand the experience by whether or not trans people have native status, whether they're a Native American trans person whether or not they have a disability status and they're a trans person. So we're, we're really going to understand sort of across a wide gambit over the next year as these results roll out um, all sorts of different things about sort of the intersection of trans life with every other part of American life.
2: What did you learn about experiences in the workplace?
1: So I think this is one of the really sad things that we heard. Almost one in 10 p- folks that identify as trans have experienced either personal discrimination or have actually been fired at their workplace because of being trans. And I think that that really highlights why it's so important. In so many states right now, we're seeing laws that protect trans people from that kind of discrimination, because all they want to do is participate in society just like anyone else. So unfortunately, this is this is really something that we need, we need a lot of work on, and we, we need a lot of... Um, we, we really need to come together to protect trans people and their employment status right now.
2: So you mentioned that you're still, you know, drilling down into a lot of the data that you gathered. How do you anticipate this research will be used?
1: You know, I'm really hoping that this research can be used to create a new policy agenda for our country that really centers the experiences of trans people, rather than a bunch of dogma from folks that maybe haven't even met a trans person, or more than likely aren't aware that they've met a trans person, because it's likely that you have met a trans person, whether or not you know it. Um, And I'm really hoping that we can really start using this kind of data to understand that Things like trans folks are really happy with the trans healthcare that they that they're receiving. And it's a really important part of their life. It's integral to their identity and putting together laws just because we think that we're trying to protect someone else, even though we're actually harming them. I think that that's a really big danger, and I'm hoping we can move away from that. Um, You know, in a lot of ways, this reminds me of how America treated folks with left-handedness for such a long time at the turn of the last century. And I know that maybe it's a little bit flippant to compare gender to being left-handed, but we forced folks to use their right hand. We forced folks to do all sorts of things that caused a lot of trauma and caused a lot of issues in their lives. And at the end of the day, all they really wanted to do was be who they were. And I think in a lot of ways, we're trying to see, see the same thing for trans folks right now.
2: So we've talked about family support, the workplace, healthcare. Were there other things that researchers saw in this that that surprised them or just was not what they expected?
1: Well, I think what's interesting is that this was a largely trans-led, almost exclusively trans-led effort. And so a lot of the assumptions that I think cisgendered folks have about trans people, that they are unhappy with so many aspects of their lives, that their families don't support them, those ultimately proved to be profoundly untrue in most parts of the country for most trans folks. And I think that by having a team of trans folks that were, were leading this survey, they were able to really drill down and understand things that are really important for them and and for their lives. And that's what I'm really so excited about, is that this research, you know, know, even though it's supported by many foundations and folks around the country, uh, is really led by the trans community, and it's giving them a voice that they can use in, in policy conversations. So I think that's really exciting, and it's something we haven't seen before.
2: Mike White, Program Associate for the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, thank you so much for being with us this morning.
1: Thank you so much, Megan.